Boys and girls, your attention, please. Presenting a new exciting radio program featuring the thrilling adventures of an amazing and incredible personality. Faster than an airplane, more powerful than a locomotive, impervious to bullets. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's... Well, hello again, this is Buck Benny speaking. Welcome to another episode of Superman. These episodes of Superman will be number 20 through 27. This will finish out Superman's first storyline. The first 27 episodes have been where they've sort of gone from one storyline to another uh, through this time. Now, starting up with the next set of episodes after this, there'll be a contained set, like it'll be a six-episode arc, or a nine-episode arc, or a 12-episode arc, that sort of thing. So, um, I thought I would just mention that one thing you might have noticed, for some of my listeners in the right age group, maybe my age or a little older, I'm 50 now, and so maybe you're 50 or 60, something like that. If you remember the cartoon from 1966, The New Adventures of Superman, you may recognize the voice of Bud Collier, who plays Superman both in the radio show and in the 1966 cartoon. It's interesting, he finished out his life doing Superman again. He did uh, Superman for the 66, 67, 68 season. 69, they just did re- 69, 70, they just did reruns. Uh, unfortunately, Bud Collier died in 1969. So, he had a chance to, to revisit Superman again before his death and did a wonderful job. I think in both cases, the radio and in the cartoon, they thought they might have to get two people to act as Superman and probably were delighted to save a little money <laughs> to be able to get one person to play both Superman and Clark Kent in that Bud Collier could lower his voice to the extent that it seemed like two distinct characters. So, if you like this radio series, you might want to take a glance on YouTube at some of the uh, television series from the 1966 season, the cartoon. It's very well done. Um, The stories are fun to watch and listen to. Uh, they're bo- there are the whole, all of the ones he created <clears throat> that Bud Collier was in are available now on DVD as well. So, that's kind of cool. Anyway, without further ado, here's Bud Collier playing Superman from 1940. Oh, what's our cover picture going to be this time? Um, I don't know. I'll surprise you. I'll, I'll look around and see what I can find. Anyway, enjoy. Setting the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. And now, Superman. When we last saw him, Superman, as Clark Kent, stood amazed in the office of the city commissioner of Dyerville with Lois Lane as the radio blared the threat of the yellow mask. Unless the sum of $1 million was paid within 36 hours, 
Dyerville would be wiped into oblivion. As our story continues, 24 of the precious 36 hours have already passed. Once again, Kent and Lois Lane are in the office of the commissioner, while a dark cloud hangs ever lower over the city's heart. Listen. What's that? Half past 12? Half past 12. Don't keep thinking of the time, Commissioner. Confounded, Kent. What else can I think of? You say yourself, this fellow, this yellow mask means what he says. Yes, I'm afraid that's true enough. Uh-huh. Commissioner, suppose you were going to destroy Dyerville. How would you do it? I can't. You're out of your mind. No, I see what he means, Commissioner. Hmm? Is there any way you can think of any sudden disaster that would destroy the city at once? Why, fire, I imagine. Or flood. Flood? Yeah. You mean a flood from the river? No, not exactly. Flood from the hill. Flood from the hill? How do you mean? Well, here. Look here. Take a look at this map on the wall. It shows Dyerville and its suburbs. Ah, right up in a fold of the hill. Yes, that's it, Kent. Right under the mountains. And you see that black line just above? Uh-huh. What's that? Well, that's the Harley Dam with the lake up above. See, come to think of it, if I were bent on wiping Dyerville off the map, I'd blow up the Harley Dam, if I could. Commissioner, yes? if the dam did go out, what would happen? The end of the world, Kent, so far as Dyerville's concerned. There's a lake behind it that's ten miles long. Billions of gallons of water. And it would all come down on Dyerville? Every drop of it. Mm. And wipe out the town? It could actually do that? If it could. Excuse me. City Commissioner's office. This is your friend, the Yellow Mask, Commissioner. The Yellow Mask? Kent, the mask again. I'm calling to remind you that you have only 24 hours to go. 24 hours before every man, woman, and child in Dyersville will drown like a rat. Unless I get one million dollars in cash. Tell your committee that. Goodbye. Oh, wait. 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 My heavens, I've got something to go on now. I'll have that call traced. Save yourself the trouble, Commissioner. What? You won't find anything. We've dealt with the yellow mask before. Yes, but but where was he? What did he mean? I don't know where he was, but it's plain enough what he meant. I heard what he said about drowning every man, woman, and child like a rat. He means to destroy the dam. The dam? Commissioner. Yes? We've got till midnight... I've met the mask before and didn't come off second best. This isn't the time for boasting, Mr. Oh, I'm sorry, Miss Lane. Call it confidence if you like. And don't stop to split hairs. What are you going to do? You stay here, Commissioner, in case the mask sends in another message. Yeah. And meanwhile, Miss Lane and I will have a look at that dam. Oh, yes, and, and put in a call to the police and the National Guard. Have every available man on duty from now till midnight. Come along, Miss Lane. Uh, keep in touch with me by phone, Kent. And lots of luck. We'll need it, Commissioner. So long. Borrowing a car, Kent and Lois Lane start at once on the lonely mountain drive to the top of the Harley Dam. And meanwhile, safe in his secret hideout near the dam, the yellow mask gives quick instructions to his henchman, Kino. Are you there, Kino? Come inside. Okay, boss. What's doing? There'll be a lot doing, Kino. Quite a lot. Promptly at midnight, we destroy 30,000 people. Within the next half hour, we destroy... Which two? That news reporter, Clark Kent, and his friend, Miss Lois Lane. Uh, where are they? I have been informed they are driving toward the dam in a car. You will meet that car, Kino, and carry on from there. Well, how do I stop them, boss? Very simple. Look here. You see that dynamo in the corner? Yeah. I will start it going. I know how it runs. But you don't know how it stops, Kino. Except in the usual way. But now, 
see here. Hey, uh, what's that little box? A very useful invention, Kino. One of my own. Hardly bigger than a camera. But I point it at the dynamo. Watch carefully, Kino. And press this button. Hey, the dynamo would stop naturally. Anyone can do it. Even you, Kino, with my little box. Uh, how's it work? Never mind that, Kino. The point is that it does work and that you can work it. Do you know the abandoned cabin where the road makes a right angle turn? Oh, yeah, sure. Good. You will go there and be ready when Mr. Clark Kent comes by in his car. Uh, what do I do, boss? Hide inside the cabin. When you see the car approaching, point the box through the window directly across the road. And what'll happen? The car will stop instantly, Kino. No fooling. Uh, why? Ignition trouble, Kino. Oh. The engine will stop revving. And if you do your part thereafter, so will Mr. Kent. Okay, boss. I guess I catch on. That's all. Now go. Don't make any mistakes, Peter. I'm coming. And do you mind telling me, Mr. Kent, just what you propose to do when we get to the dam? Oh, just look around, Miss Lane. See what we can see. And do you think you'll be likely to see anything that's escaped the police? Oh, I might. Surprises do happen. Hey, here's a crossroad or a turn or something. Wonder which way we go now. Oh, don't you know the way? Well, that fellow at the garage didn't say anything about a crossroad. Well, why don't you stop and ask? Maybe there's somebody in that old cabin over there. Ah, uh, doesn't look like it. Oh, we're all right. There's a sign. Harley Dam, turn right. What's the matter? That's funny. The motor stopped dead, just like that. I'm not blind, Mr. Kent, nor deaf. I can see it stopped. You think if you brought your mind to bear, you could find out why? Can't be. We're out of gas. I filled up before we left. Oh, well. What are you going to do? Bring my mind to bear. Just sit where you are while I do it. Maybe there's something wrong with the wiring. I'll take a look. Mr. Kent. Look out! Okay, boys, let him have it. Hey, what's the big idea? What are you doing? Hey, come on, coach. You've got to take with the other mess. Come on, here. Come on, come on. Overpowered, Kent and Lois Lane are dragged away from the car and carried into the abandoned cabin by the side of the road. Kent, realizing at once from Kino's words that the mask is behind the attack, pretends weakness in the desperate hope of learning the mask's plan. Tossed in a room by himself, tied hand and foot, he watches with interest as Kino enters and arranges a mechanism on the floor with wires. What are you doing there? And what have you done with Miss Lane? Uh, Miss Lane? Oh, she's okay, pal. Right in the next room. Kind of restless, ain't she? Well, that won't last long. Not more than five minutes after I get this fixed. What are you doing with that battery? Oh, what do you think? I'm fixing up a nice little one-way ticket to dreamland for you and the gal both. Yeah. No, I reckon she's set. What is that thing? Don't worry, pal. You'll find out. You're not figuring by any chance on blowing us up, are you? Smart guy catches right on. That's murder, Kino. Only if they catch you. I'd think twice if I were you. So it's lucky you ain't me. Well, so long, pal. Me and the rest of the boys have a date up above near the dam, and we got to keep it. So long, and pleasant dreams. Oh, the devil's planning to blow us up. Well, there are several ways of playing that game, my friend. Help! Help! Oh, I can't stand it. Gotta get going. I don't see any reason for just lying here and watching that bomb go off. Here's where Clark Kent takes time out. It's Superman's turn. Now, oh, just snap these ropes. And take that battery thing apart. 
Ah. Now I think it's time to leave. We've got a date at the dam, too, you know. I'm coming, Miss Lane. Locked the door, have they? Well, I need a little light exercise. Oh. Oh, she's fainted. That's lucky. So much the better. When she comes to, she'll never know what happened. Uh, I've got to pick her up and get out of here. I'd like to follow Kino to where the mask is hiding out. But I'm afraid to leave Lois here alone. It wouldn't do to take her with me. I'll go back to the dam. Up! Up! And away! Carrying the unconscious form of Lois Lane in his arms, Superman leaps into the sky and heads toward a patch of woodland near the dam, where he can arrive without being seen. And meanwhile, on the dam itself, troops patrol and police keep watch. Suddenly, a car roars up and stops with a wild scream of brakes. Commissioner, uh, we didn't expect you up here. Well, never mind that, Sergeant. Quick, have you found anything? No, sir, not a thing. Has there been a reporter up here, a fellow named Kent? Kent? Yes. Uh, no, sir, nobody by that name. Oh, here he comes now, and the girl with him. Oh, Kent! Kent! Coming, Commissioner. Well, how did you get up here so fast? Uh, I followed you. Just after you left my office, I got a message. Great heavens, what's the matter with Miss Lane? Yeah, I'm all right. I don't remember. Oh, we, uh... We had a little accident driving up. Accident? Uh, nothing serious, though, Commissioner. Mm, is she hurt? Oh, no, no. Miss Lane will be all right. Tell me now, you, you say you got a message? Yeah, come out here, Kent. Out on top of the dam, where we won't be overheard. All right. Oh, uh, you come too, Miss Lane. Commissioner. Yes? What is it? Another message from the mask? Yeah, wait a minute. I'll show it to you. What's oh, the dam. What's happening? Kent, Kent, do you hear that? You feel it? It's the dam. It's beginning to shake. Get out of here. Run for the shore. Come on. Sudden crisis at the Harley Dam. What is the meaning of the ominous rumbling? And has it anything to do with the mysterious message the commissioner got? The message that brought him racing to the dam? Tune in next time and follow the story. And remember, be sure to tune in the next thrilling installment of the amazing transcription feature... Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. The transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! The plane. And now, Superman. When we last saw him, Superman, as Clark Kent, had come to the town of Dyerville with Lois Lane to save it from the grim designs of the Yellow Mask, who had threatened to destroy it unless the city paid him the huge sum of a million dollars within 36 hours. Kent has discovered that the mask intends to wipe out the mighty Harley Dam above the city and sweep away every living thing in the resulting flood. But how the mask plans to break the dam, guarded as it is by heavily armed police, is still a mystery. Today, as our story continues, sudden terror has seized a small group standing on top of the dam. Less than 12 hours to go before the end of the time limit set by the yellow mask. But already strange rumbling shocks far below the surface of the water sound the warnings of disaster. Kent, Lois Lane, the city commissioner of Dyerville, caught on the roadway of the dam, race wildly for the shore. What's that, Miss Lane? Come on, come on. Don't stop to look back. Oh, Is it going now? No. 
I don't think so. Take it easy, Commissioner. That noise, whatever it was, it's all over now. Kent, I give you my word, I thought it was all over right that minute. What was it? What happened? I can't imagine. It felt like an earthquake shock. Yes, or an explosion way down under the water. Explosion? Yeah. Say, it might have been at that. But why? Even if the mast is going to blow out the dam, we've still got ten hours by his own word. Yeah, that's right. Till midnight tonight. Well, I'm not so sure about that. Look, here's why I followed you out here. This letter came just after you left my office. What is it? Uh, it's a note. Don't ask me how it came, because I don't know. All I know is that I found it on my desk. I'd have sworn there hadn't been a soul in the room. Here, read it, Kent. To the city commission. The secret empire is becoming impatient. I am not pleased with the way Dyerville meets my demands. Let there be more speed or I may change my mind. Sign the yellow mask. More speed. May change his mind. Kent, what's he mean by that? Commissioner, the mask may be fooling us. It's not like him to give such a plain warning. Mr. Kent, I don't understand. Well, I mean just this. What if the mask doesn't mean to blow up the dam at all? What if he's got some other scheme? Kent, why do you think that? Well, he's let us know too much. Almost looks as if he wanted us all up here while he worked out another plan somewhere else. If that's the case, what can we do? Uh, Lois, uh, I mean Miss Lane, you go back to town with the commissioner. Back to the meeting. Isn't that your car right over there? Yes, it is. Are you sure that's the best thing to do? No, I'm not sure. Right now, nobody can be sure of anything. Well, I'll take your word for it, Kent. Come along, Miss Lane. Now, start up, Peters. We're going back. Mr. Kent, what are you going to do? Oh, stay around and keep my eyes open and my ears. All right. Get in, Miss Lane. That's it. Kent, whatever happens, try and get back to the meeting. I'll do that, Commissioner. That's a promise. Don't forget. And good luck to you. Not only to me, good luck to all of us. Luck, eh? Well, we'll need a little luck. Now that they're gone, I think it's time Clark Kent gave way to Superman. You hear those policemen watching? No. I think I'll have a look underwater and find out where those explosions came from. Here I go. Pine trees, Superman examines the curious object. He is taken from the bottom of Harley Lake. Amazement shows in his eyes. He leaps again into the sky and streaks for the meeting chamber in the council hall of Dyerville, where fear-stricken citizens look at each other with pale, drawn faces. Don't you know better than to call me out now? Who is it? There he is, Commissioner. Said you knew him. Oh, Kent! Well, quick, man. Has anything happened? Commissioner, where's Miss Lane? She's all right. She's waiting in my office. What about the mask? Commissioner... I've found the reason for that explosion we felt this afternoon. Yes? It was a torpedo. Ah, a torpedo? That's what I said. An underwater torpedo fired from somewhere up the lake at the face of the Harley Dam. No wonder it shook. Yes, but, but why? The time hadn't expired. What was the reason? Well, number one, to terrify us. Number two, to show us what he could do. Hmm. Commissioner, when the time comes, the yellow mask can blow that dam into a thousand bits. Can't, where is he? Can't we find him and stop him? Well, we might if we had time. Right now, he could be anywhere on Harley Lake, and it's getting dark. No time for that, Commissioner. Uh, what's the meeting doing? Oh, nothing. Talking it over, arguing back and forth. We have a radio in there in case the mask sends another message. Oh. 
And the proceedings are being broadcast so that everyone in Dyerville will know what's going on. Oh, will they pay the money? Well, I don't know. Do you Look think... here, Commissioner. Yes? Now, tell me quickly. If the dam does go, how does the water come down on the city? Billions of gallons, Kent. Well, there wouldn't no, be no, a chance. No, no, that, no, that, that's not what I mean. What's its course? Which way does it go? And down through the Jefferson Gorge and then into the valley. And Dyerville's right in the way. Through the gorge? Yes. Commissioner, if you could block that gorge, what would happen? Why, I don't know. Yes, yes, I do, too. The flood would go down the old riverbed. And miss the city? Miss it entirely and join the river again two miles below Dyerville. Commissioner, yes? could you dynamite that gorge? Block it up? Well, I don't know. Uh, no, 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 we couldn't. Not in the time we have. Well, try it. Call in the Army. Have their engineers get right out there and set charges. It's your only chance. Well, Kent, if you think... Well, if that's the only way... Uh, listen, they're calling for a vote. I've got to go back in there, Kent. You'd better come, too. They'll make a final decision. Come along. All right. Well, gentlemen, are you ready for the question, gentlemen? Yes. We've made up our minds. They can't blackmail us. Gentlemen, it has been moved and seconded that no further action be taken in the matter of the demands made on Dyerville by the figure known as the Yellow Mask. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Contrary-minded? It is so voted. Gentlemen, you have made your decision, and I think a wise one. The people of this city cannot yield to the threat of fear. Very well, gentlemen. You have made your decision, and I have made mine. Where is it, Commissioner? It's coming over the radio. I shall not wait until midnight. I shall destroy your city now, at once. That others may know what it means to defy the will of the yellow mask. Run for your lives, you fools. Save them if you can. Another threat. I have released my torpedoes. The flood is already on its way. Order! Order, gentlemen. He can't mean it. That was just a threat. He can't do it. Now keep your seats. Commissioner, whose voice was that broadcasting? You heard it on the radio yesterday. You know who it was, but I don't believe him. Where's that news reporter? Where's Clark Kent? Where's he gone? Yes, Miss Lane, what's the matter? Quiet. All of you. Listen. A phone call just came in, Commissioner. The dam. It's been blown to pieces. Harley Dam is destroyed. The flood is coming down on Doyleville. And meanwhile, where is Clark Kent? Vanished from the scene, changed in a twinkling to the flying form of Superman. Faster than an airplane, red smoke streaming in the wind, he rushes back up the valley to meet the boiling, roaring flood of Harley Lake, pouring down toward the narrow gorge of the Jefferson River. Driver works fast. This has got to be the time. First to see if that devil was telling the truth. Then to block up the gorge. It's one chance in a thousand. Even Superman can't hold back a flood. Oh, it won't hurt me. I can't drown. But it can kill every living soul in Dyerville. Faster. Faster. Ah, there it is. Going like a mill race. So you did it after all, Mask. Well, let's see if there's still time to spot you. Back to the Jefferson Gorge. Racing ahead of the flood, Superman swoops down to the only place where it can be turned from the doomed city, the narrow bend of the man-made gorge. Rocky cliffs rise a hundred feet on either side. Down thunders a towering wall of angry water. There it is. Can't get there ahead of the water, but 
Maybe I can block it off. Down. Down. Tearing at the granite walls, floodwaters raging on every hand, Superman rips into the living rock, sends great masses plunging to the foot of the gorge. But more is needed, and yet more. The water is thundering through. A great point of stone hangs high overhead. One last chance. If I can rip that loose, crash it down there in the middle. Here goes. Not much time. Once more. It's cracking. It's starting to go. Now! It's down! It's done it! It's blocked the gorge! The flood! The flood's going down the old channel! It'll miss Sireville by half a mile! In the last second of time, Superman tears down the high rocky walls of Jefferson Gorge, turns aside the main stream of the flood, sends it down its old harmless channel, saves the city of Dyerville. And two hours later, in a telegraph office on the city's main street. All right, here comes another sheet. Same address. Perry White, Daily Planet. <laughs> well, Mr. Kent, fancy meeting you here. Hello, Lois. Well, they tell me it's all over. The flood missed Dyerville. And once again, do you mind telling me where you've been all the time? Oh, I don't know. Pouting around. Well, one thing's certain. This time it's my story and not yours. Your story? You bet it is. Your cowardly running away cut you right out of it. I've sent Mr. White a complete account of how Dyerville was saved from the flood. This is one time, Mr. Clark Kent, when you weren't in on it. Hiding a smile, Kent turns away. Then the smile abruptly fades. Dyerville is saved, as Lois says. But what of the yellow mask? Suddenly Kent realizes that the mad menace is still at large. And who can tell where his next blow will strike? So be with us again next time and follow the exciting story of Superman. And remember, be sure to tune in the next thrilling installment of the amazing transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. And now, Superman. As our story opens today, Clark Kent sits at his desk in the city room of his newspaper, putting the finishing touches on a follow-up story about the bursting of the great dam at Dyerville, a strange adventure in which Superman played a thrilling part. But already an even stranger adventure is at hand. Above the clatter of typewriters and news pictures, Kent hears the door of a private office open behind him. He half turns in his chair, just as Jay Hamlin, assistant to Editor White, calls him by name. Hey there, Clark Kent. Right here. Come in here a minute. Close the door. This is something very special, Kent. And if Mr. White were here, I know that he'd want you to take it on. Oh, I don't think you know Miss Beecham, do you? No, I'm afraid I don't. Elsie, this is Clark Kent. How do you do, Mr. Kent? Delighted to know you, Miss Beecham. Sit down, Kent. Pay close attention. You've heard of Dr. George Haven Beecham, haven't you? Explorer, scientist, archaeologist. Oh, yes, indeed. Well, Elsie's his daughter. Oh. Yes, I've known her since she was an infant. And her father is one of my closest friends. Now, here's the situation. Something mysterious and unusual has happened to Dr. Beecham. But uh, suppose you tell the story, Elsie, huh? Mm -hmm. 
It may sound a little silly to Mr. Kent. Oh, I'm sure it won't. Go right ahead, Miss Beecham. From the beginning, Alfred. Well, it's this way. Nine months ago, my father went into the jungle to South America to supervise the excavation of some ancient trees. He wrote to me regularly, and, and everything seemed to be quite all right. How often did you hear from him, Elsie? Oh, about once a week. The last letter came two days before he sailed for home. In it, he told me not to meet him at the boat. Oh, that's strange. Did he give any reason? Well, none at all. He said he'd phone me. And did he? Yes, he did. Two hours after the boat docked. Well, what did he say, Miss Beecham? Practically nothing. He sounded almost ghostly. Like a man afraid of his life. Oh, now, you're just imagining things, Elsie. If I know your father, and I do, he's never been afraid of anything. And that's just what had me worried. That and, and the instructions he gave me. What were the instructions, Miss Beecham? Well, first he told me he couldn't see me for quite some time. That in itself is natural, Kent. Elsie and her father have always been devoted to one another. I see. Uh, go on, Miss Beecham. He said he was going out to Brentford for a while, but he had to be alone. Uh, did he say where in Brentford, Miss Beecham? The stone house. But he wanted not to try to communicate with him. Said he was quite well, and that he brought back a native servant to look after him. A half-breed named Zingri. You did try to call him, though, didn't you? I, I waited until yesterday. Then I, then I couldn't stand it any longer. You phoned? Yes. There was no answer. Oh. Well, that's queer. Your father was using the stone house in Brentwood as a hideaway. Well, it seems to me he'd be there. That's just how I thought, Mr. Kent. Now, now you know why I'm so worried. Have you thought of notifying the Brentwood police? Oh, no, I didn't dare. Father despises publicity. He'd be furious with me. Oh. There's only one thing to do, Kent. You take Elsie to Brentwood and find out what's what. Why, oh, I'd be glad to. Let's see, it's, uh, it's six now. Well, suppose we have dinner, Miss Beecham, and then drive out. I'd love to, Mr. Kent. Well, shall we leave now? We don't want to get out there too late. Oh, I'm ready, if you are. Let me know the moment you find out anything. Sure thing, Mr. Hamlin. Goodbye, Uncle Jay, and... Thanks a million. Forget it. And stop worrying. Oh, what a dreary-looking place. Is this Brentwood, Mr. Kent? This is Brentwood, all right, Miss Beecham. And I think that's Stonehouse, back of those trees and behind that iron fence. Well, it's dead there. He said he doesn't want callers. Why, it looks completely closed up. Yeah, not a light anywhere. Well, say, I guess we passed the gate. The gate? You know, leading into the ground. Oh. Well, what are you getting out for? Where are you going, Mr. Kent? Well, I, I just thought I'd run back and see if the gates are open. Wait here a minute, will you? Well, don't leave me alone here too long, Mr. Kent. Don't worry, Miss Beecham. I'll be right back. I hope she doesn't try to follow me. Something about the look of this fence and gate I don't quite like. It's too carefully hidden away back of the shrubbery. Purposely hidden. I wonder why. Now, here we are. Now, I wonder if I can get through the fence or over it or... Oh! oh. Electrified, eh? <laughs> Quite a jolt, too. Ah, this looks like a job for Superman. Pretty smart shooting high-powered voltage through an iron fence, but not smart enough. Ah, uh, get back out of the shrubbery and look around. Ah, here's the gate. That's probably electrified, too. Well, I'll just kick it in and drive the car right through. Nothing like arriving in style. Here goes. Hey, whoever built this gate certainly did want privacy. Well, he won't have it long. 
Ah, that does it. Now, back to Miss Beecham as Clark Kent. Well, I can't say just yet, but things are certainly opening up. Let's turn the car around and see what's going on at that house, eh? Well, what are we going to do? Drive right in? Sure, why not? Well, it doesn't seem exactly as though we're wanted, Mr. Kent. Well, we'll find out soon enough. Ah, here's the entrance. Why, they Did you say you just opened them? More or less. Why? And they look like they were blown in in a hurricane. Well, they were old and rusty, Miss Beecham. They, they just fell apart. Oh. Well, what are you stopping here on the driveway for? Why are you switching off the light? Now, look here, Miss Beecham. I'm going to tell you quite frankly that we may run into trouble. Mr. Kent, what do you mean? Now, now, please, don't get hysterical. I, I won't, but... but... Miss Beecham, I want to go up to that house and have a look around before... Well, before they know we're here. Mr. Kent, do you think... Do you think anything's happened to my father? Now, Miss Beecham, honestly, I, I don't think anything. Not yet. Then why... Why all the secrecy? Why are you leaving me here and, and going to the house yourself? Oh, you must know more than you're telling me. Oh, believe me, I don't. Just that your father and whoever else is with him in the house seem to want privacy. And they've tried to make sure of it. For some unknown reason, that privacy is vitally important to them. Oh, let me come with you. No, now, please. You just stay here and watch the car. And if you see anything, or want me for anything, blow the horn. <laughs> yes, I'm afraid. I don't like it here. No, the silence. The darkness. No, no, there's nothing to be afraid of. You just sit tight while I investigate. But where will you be? Not too far away. Remember now, if anything happens, just blow that horn and keep blowing. All right, Mr. Kent. But please hurry. Please hurry. Poor kid. She's frightened stiff. And little wonder. I don't like to leave her alone, but she can't be around when Superman's doing his stuff. It looks like he has to. Well, I'll just climb up the side of Stone House a little way and see what's doing. Clinging to the second-story window of Stonehouse, Superman peers into the dark interior, listens intently. A door slams, and suddenly the night is stabbed by the wild blowing of the auto horn and the weird baying of hounds. What's that? Somebody's blowing the horn. Elsie must be in trouble. All right, Miss Beecham, I'm coming. Help! Attacked by huge masses. Get down! Get down, you people! Help! Miss Beecham, I'm coming. Stay in the car, Miss Beecham. Don't get out. I'll take care of them. They're coming in, Mr. Kent. Stay in the house. Down. Down. Down, you. Look out. Down. Don't worry about me. Roll those windows. There. I've got the black one. Look out, Mr. Kent. He's leaving at you. I feel like a fight, eh? All right, so do I. How about this? If you like. Oh, they frightened me so, Mr. Kent. Came out of nowhere, out of the darkness like wolves. Yes, they, they did look pretty dangerous. The black one, particularly. I was sitting in the car waiting for you when I heard them barking. Suddenly they were up on the running board. Oh, Mr. Kent, it was ghastly. Well, it's, it's all over now. I think I'll take you along with me just in case the dogs decide to return. I've discovered there's someone in the house. Maybe your father or at Mr. Kent, what's that? I don't know. It sounds like a drum. Drum? Mr. Kent, it's a tom-tom. 
Someone's beating a tom-tom. Why? I'm in the mirror all the time. Look, Mr. Kemp. What? Sail through the trees. What? What? A man. A giant. He's coming this way. Look. What is it that Elsie Beecham has seen bearing down on them? Man or monster? Does the weird beat of the jungle tom-tom herald its approach? What of Elsie's father, Dr. Beecham? Is he or is he not safe behind the gray walls of Stonehouse? Tune in next time and follow the exciting story of Superman. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! And now, Superman. When we last saw him, Clark Kent had come to Stonehouse in the suburb of Brentwood with Elsie Beecham to investigate the mystery surrounding Elsie's father, Dr. George Haven Beecham, world-famous scientist and explorer. Recently returned from the jungles of South America, Dr. Beecham has hidden himself away with only a native servant for company and refused to see even his own daughter. Arriving at Stone House, Kent had left the car to investigate the house, only to be recalled by frantic blasts of an auto horn. Elsie, left alone in the car, had been attacked by a pair of vicious mastiffs and was in danger of her life. Fighting off the dogs, Kent turned to reassure the girl, only to be faced with a new terror. Listen. Oh, Mr. Kent, that giant man I saw through the trees, like, he's gone. Probably only the shadows and the branches. No, I saw him. I know I did. Well, there's nothing there now. I can't see a thing. Look, do you see anything? I'm not sure. I don't think so. Not now. But I did. I know I did. Well, you heard the tom-tom beating, didn't you? Yes, but I... And I saw the man, a gigantic man. He just stood there, peering. Well, he isn't there now. At least I don't think so. He is. I know he is. He's close to us, hiding somewhere, stealing up on us. No, he's not, Miss Beecham. Now, look here. You stay here, and I'll have a look around. Oh, no. Don't go, Mr. Kent. Don't leave me alone again. I'll come to you. But I, I can't tell what we may run into. I don't care. I feel safer with you. Please. Well, come on. We leave the car right here. Well, what are you going to do? First of all, we want to get into that house. It looks completely deserted, but I know someone's in it. My father, do you think? Well, maybe. I'm not sure yet. Hold my arm, Miss Beecham. Wait. I thought I heard something. Mr. Kent, I did. The tom-tom. Quick. Back of these bushes. Crouch down. There. Mr. Kent, look out there in that patch of moonlight. Great Scott. There. That's what I saw, Mr. Kent. It is a giant. No, not a giant, Miss Beecham. It's a man. He's big, all right, but it's a man. A tremendous big black man. He's listening. He hears it, Mr. Kent. Oh, who is he? What's he doing? I'd like to know. wonder if he's the one I heard walking in the house. Look, look, he's moving again, Mr. Kent. He's coming this way. We're in the shadow. He can't see us. Here, slip this way toward the house. Keep down as much as you can. He heard it. He's running, Mr. Kent. Quick! You hide in there, Miss Beecham. Back in that angle of the wall. I'll take care of this. Oh, no, no, he'll kill you. Go on, quick, stay out of sight. Don't move till I call. Quick, Miss Beecham, run. It's so dark. I can't see anything. Now then, the girl out of the way, Superman goes to work. I'll just give that giant a chance to try his voodoo on me. Coming this way, all right. 
Well, my friend, you're due for a shock. About three more steps and out we go. All right, you. You, what you doing? Never mind what I'm doing. What are you doing and where did you come from? Uh, so, you come out of dark. I didn't look for you. I fix you, white man. Look out. I'm giving you fair warning. No, you sure run. I catch you now. I'm not running. Oh, you want to fight, do you? Got <laughs> I cut you now. I cut you in half. Don't pull that knife. Knives don't bother me. Just gonna pick you right off the ground. Uh, uh, Up uh, you put me down. I kill you. You won't have a chance. You're going up to the top of that tree. I don't Wait. No. Uh, that'll hold you for a while. Now, oh, where's that girl got to? Miss Beecham. Miss Beecham. Oh, good. She never saw me. Back to Clark Kent again. Where are you, Miss Beecham? Right here. Oh, Mr. Kent, what happened? Why didn't you see? Oh, I didn't dare look. I just crouched into the wall as close as I could. Mr. Kent, the giant, where is he? Oh, he, he just went away. I shoot him off. Didn't you hear it? Well, I heard you arguing, and then, then a crash. Well, what happened? Why, uh, he tripped and fell. Come on, Miss Beecham. I want to get into the house. See if that door's open. Uh, no. Oh, it's locked from the inside. Well, in this case, I think we're justified in housebreaking. Stand back a little, Miss Beecham. Oh, goodness. You can't break through that. No, it isn't so strong. I'll just throw a stone at the lock. Uh, stand back of that tree. It might bounce. All right, now. Why, oh, Mr. Kent, you broke it all to bits. I told you it wasn't strong. Come on, now, quick, inside. Mr. Kent, do you think it's safe? Come along. It's safer than outside just now. Maybe I can fasten what's left of that door behind us. Yes, look. All I broke was the lock. And there's a steel bar that drops right across it. There. There we are. No. It's like it's pitch. It can't be a thing. Now, wait. Wait while I strike a match. You seem to be in, in kind of a hallway. There. That's a little better. Not much. Yes, you're right, Miss Beecham. We are in a hall. And this looks like the library or living room. Come on. Oh, here's a piece of candle, Mr. Kent. Oh, good. Quick. The match is almost out. That's the stuff. Ah, now I can at least see where we're going. Goodness. Dreadful place, Mr. Kent. It, it looks haunted. Yes, uh, I admit I've seen more attractive places. That's a fact. What was that? I heard something creaking. Quiet. Oh, I don't hear anything. It was kind of a creaking upstairs, Mr. Kent. Where do you suppose my father is? I don't know, Miss Beecham. I'm afraid he isn't here. Oh. Why, what made you think that? Well, I don't think anybody's here. If there were, well, why haven't they turned up? We made enough noise breaking in. Listen. There it is again. Mr. Kent, there's someone walking around in the room just above us. All right. Stay here, Miss Beecham. Oh, no. What are you going to do? I'm going to find out who or what that is. Oh, let me come too. No, not this time, please. Oh, Mr. Kent, I'm frightened. I don't like this place. Something's going to happen. Easy now, Miss Beecham. Try not to give way like that. We're all right. Oh, Dad. Where's Dad? And what's going on here? Mr. Kent, what is it? Miss Beecham, I don't know. But there's only one way to find out. And that's by going right up there and looking. Oh, Mr. Kent, don't do it. Don't no, do I've it. I've got to. And you've got to stay here. Now, please, it's the only way. All right. All right, if that's what you want me to do. Oh, good girl. That's the way to talk. I won't be long. And if anything happens, I'll come right down again. Oh, hurry. Hurry as fast as you can. If you want me, just call. Don't you, don't you want the candle? Want to leave you in the dark? I've got the matches. Now you just stay right there in that room, Miss Beecham. 
Now then, just see who is in that room. Ah, here, this is the door. Nothing doing. I thought so. Uh-huh. Locked. I thought that, too. Yet there is someone inside. I can hear him breathing. Open up, please. Open this door. Come on, you can hear me all right. I said open this door. Well, if you don't open this door, I'll break it down. Keep away. Keep away or I'll shoot. Open the door. I warned you. For the last time, get away. Get off. Too bad. Now, don't try that gun again. Here, give it here. You, you, you haven't got... Stop that. Give me that gun. That's better. Now then, you've tracked me down, but you won't get it. You'll never get it. Put that chair down. Now, listen to me, will you? I'm your friend. You're lying. You can't fool me. Are you Dr. Beecham? You know I am, but you'll never get what you're looking for. Doctor, I'm not looking for anything. Except you. Now, will you listen? I'm a reporter. Clark Kent, working for the Daily Planet. The Daily Planet? Yes, your friend Jay Hamlin, assistant editor, he sent me down here with your daughter, Elsie. Elsie? But don't tell me she's here. Oh, doctor, she's been worried to death. She asked us to help her. I knew what I was doing, but you shouldn't have come here or brought Elsie. But you were killing her with anxiety. She was afraid something had happened to you. I was killing her. You killed her by bringing her here. What? And maybe killed us all. Where is she? Quick, where is she? Well, she's right downstairs in the library. Oh, doctor, come down and talk to her, will you? You know... Fool, you don't know. What? You don't know what's happening here. I can't go down. Well, why not, doctor? What's wrong? I tell you, I can't. I I can't leave this room. Help! 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 Get away, Dr. Elsie! Elsie! Come on, doctor, quick! Downstairs! Miss Beecham! Miss Beecham! Come on, man, I'm, I'm coming. Look out for the stairs, doctor! There was a light down there. Elsie! Miss Beecham! Where's the light? Oh, what's happening? I can't see. Can't strike a light. Wait a minute. My matches. Elsie! Elsie! Here we are. Now we can see something. There. Oh, where is she? Kent, where's my daughter? What? Where? You fool, I told you. You brought her here, and now... Now she's gone. Miss Beecham! Miss Beecham! Elsie! Elsie, where are you? Elsie! Last empty house rings with echoes, but no answer comes. Elsie Beecham has vanished. Where has she gone? What shadowy figure came stealing in through the half-broken door? And finally, what is the secret that Dr. Beecham has been guarding so carefully in Stone House? Guarding with his very life. Be with us again next time and follow the story. And remember, be sure to tune in the next thrilling installment of the amazing transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! And now... Superman, mighty visitor from another world with the strength of a hundred men and a physical structure undreamed of and unattainable by earthbound humans, champion of the weak and the oppressed, tireless fighter for the cause of truth and justice. When we last saw him, Clark Kent was at Stonehouse in Brentwood, 
ghost-like and forbidding retreat of Dr. George Haven Beecham, world-famous scientist and explorer. With him was the doctor's daughter, Elsie, come on a desperate attempt to discover why her father had deliberately cut himself off from his friends and family since his return from his latest expedition to the jungles of South America. Finally breaking into the apparently deserted house, Kent has left Elsie on the lower floor. While he investigates footsteps in an upper room, he finds Dr. Beecham ready to defend himself against intruders with a knife and gun. But just as Kent is about to offer explanations, a ringing scream brings both men racing back downstairs to the library. Everything is in darkness. Kent strikes a match, and they stare about to find that Elsie has vanished. Listen. Elsie! Where are you, Elsie? Miss Beecham! Looks like it's a lounge there. Maybe she fainted and fell. No, doctor. Where's that draft coming from? Quick, maybe she's out that way. That's how we got in. Look the door down. Come on, doctor. Look, it's open. That's the way she went. She must have seen something or been frightened by something inside the house. Or else she was carried away. The devils, if they've done that, if they're trying to get at me that way. Come on, Ken. Zingri! Zingri! Careful when you go out, doctor. No. Not a sign of anything out here. Better get back inside. Where is she? Elsie! Elsie! Doctor, it's not safe out here, I know. You think I care about that when they've got my daughter? You brought her here, you're responsible for this. Why don't you go and bring her back? Doctor, I'll do that, only we don't know yet where she is. Now, look here, you go back and search the house. What are you going to do? Elsie! I'll stay out here, and if she's anywhere on the grounds, I'll find her. Kent, you're right. She may be inside after all. Elsie! Elsie, where are you? And I will find her, too, if it's humanly possible. Or rather, Superman will. No time for running around on foot. This is where Superman takes to the air. Too dark to see very well. First off, where did I leave that giant native? If he broke in and carried her off, no telling where she is now. I thought I'd finished with him. But if I didn't and he recovered his senses, this is where he ought to be. Ah, he's gone. Vanished. Now, if I can find him, I may find Elsie, too. What's that? It's a car. One man driving all by himself. Well, I'll just yank you out of that and your car can go where it likes. Hey, 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 what the... What the... Oh, Chris, Chris, let me go. You'll wreck me. Come along. Let go of that steering wheel. You and I are going to have a little talk. No, no. Uh, now, come on. Who, who are you? Never mind about me. We're talking about you. Where did you come from? And who did you come with? Where are they now? Come on, quick. Talk. Listen, boss. Honest. All I did is drive the car. I'm Eddie Hilly. Whose car? <laughs> the fellas that came here. Two of them. Little brown guys. Little? Did you say little? Uh, yeah. Well, not the wharf, but they wasn't no giant. You sure of that? You wouldn't lie to me, would you? Oh, no, no. You sure one of them wasn't the giant? A big, tall fellow, almost black? No. No. They were small, I tell you. Both of them. All right. Where did they come from and what do they want? Hey, mister. I don't know. Honest. They picked me up in town and hired me to drive them out to Brentwood. Said they'd give me a good pay. That's all. Honest. Well, I think you need a little ride up in the air. No, no, no. I'm giving it to you straight, mister. Honest, I am. If that's all you know, why did you try to get away from here so fast? Why didn't you stop when you saw me standing there on the road? Hey, mister, how did I know who you was? You might have been a cop in that blue outfit. I figured I had enough. Oh, and what made you decide that? Too much funny business. First, a lot of yells. Then dogs, then a drum beating. It give me the creeps. What else? Plenty. Just as I was getting ready to blow, a big gorilla comes looping along. What? A big black man? Uh, mister, that wasn't no man. Never mind that. 
Where did he go? I didn't wait to see. I took one look and mighty near fainted. And, and that's, that's all I know. So help me. This time I believe you. Just the same, you're coming with me. Oh, no, no, wait, listen. Ah, no, no, you... you won't get hurt. That's a promise. Oh, hey, 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 we're, we're going up in the air. Hey, no, put me down, mister, put me down. Oh, oh no, wait, wait, please, mister, please. Oh, oh. Oh. All right, that's that. Oh. Now, you come along with me. Uh, no, not in that house. It's spooked. I ain't going in there. Oh, yes, you are, and right now, too. But take a look at me first. Hey, your change. You've got regular clothes on. Right. And if you think you've been flying through the air, you've just been imagining things, understand? What? The... Hey, listen. I know mighty well I was flying. I say you weren't. Unless you want to fly again and much higher. Oh, no, 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 no. All right. Not me. Then remember what I say. Now forget all about it. Huh? Oh, 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 sure, sure. I, I, I catch. Yeah, boss. Whatever you say. All right. Yes. I say, Kent, are you there? Right here, Doctor. Outside the house. Hey. Even your voice is different. You remember what I say? Oh, sure, sure, boss. You bet. Yes. What luck? None at all, Doctor. How about you? Not a sign of us. Well, who's this? Where did he come from? Well, that's what I'm trying to find out myself. Apparently, he drove two little brown men out here to pay a call on you. Oh, he did, did he? Uh Then it's you I have to thank for the disappearance of my daughter. Oh, no, sir. Not me. I ain't seen nobody's daughter. Doctor. Something flew past my head. Yeah, mine too. Hey, what is this? Inside the house, quick. No, no, get Elsie. You can't leave her out here. Doctor, get inside. We'll find Elsie later. Now, quick. You too, come on. Go on there, move. <laughs> you don't have to tell me twice. Doctor, quick. Come on, inside the house. Uh, here we are. All right, block up that doorway now. <laughs> quick. Come on. Bring that bar. That's it. Ah, that's solid enough, I guess. There we are. Listen. What is that out there? I think I'm going crazy. What's going on here? Well, for one thing, those little brown men you brought out here, I think they're doing their best to kill the whole lot of us. Yes, Kent. Kent, just one moment. That that taxi driver, where is he? Is he is he there? It's so dark, I, I can't see. Yeah, right here, Chief. Look here. These these men that you drove out, did they carry anything with them when they uh, when they left the car? Yes, they, they did. One of them had a long piece of bamboo. Bamboo? Hollow? Was it hollow? Hollow? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess it was all right. Kent, that's it. What? They they brought a blowgun to shoot poison darts. Blowgun? And if one of them so much as nicks your skin... What's that? What did you say, Chief? I say keep out of sight. Don't stand in front of those windows. Great Scott! Yeah. Yeah, you see. By no means stand in front of windows. And to think that Elsie is out there somewhere. Oh, can't I? I tell you, I can't stand it. I, I tell you, I can't. Easy does it now, easy. Wherever she is, they haven't got her. How do you know that? Well, because if they did have her, they wouldn't be peppering us with arrows or darts either. They'd use her as a hostage. Whatever it is, they're after. Just a moment. How do you know they're after anything? Well, Dr. Beecham, I'm not deaf and blind, and, and you said yourself that... I... What did I say? Why, when I broke into your room upstairs. You said they'd never get what they were after. Doctor, what is it? Don't you think you'd better tell me? Kent, if if I do, you'll be in the same position that, that I am. I've sworn to go through with this myself and, and not to put anyone in the danger that I've been in. But, Doctor, I'm in it as much as you are. I, uh, Doctor, 
Dr. Beecham, what's the matter? Hey, hey look, he's staggered. He's sick. Doctor. Kent. Kent, I, I've been hit. One of those darts nicked me. I... Doctor, quick. What can I do? There must be something. No. No, I, I know the symptoms. Paralysis. Going all over Steady, me. Doctor. Quickly, quickly. Doctor, yes. tell me. Quickly. Tell me. In the, in the right hand pocket, special serum. I'm, I'm the only man that knows it. Quick. Right hand pocket? Yes. Wait a minute. Yes, I have it. It's a glass tube with a needle. All right, Doctor. What do I do? Oh, no. Too late. Too late. No, no, it isn't, Doctor. This is if they won after all. Oh, Doctor. Doctor, wake up. Listen to me. What do I do with this needle? Doctor. No, can't break the tube. Yes, all right. Fill the needle. Right. And push in the shoulder. In the shoulder. Wait a minute. Oh, it can carry. But too, too late now. Too late. No, no. Look, keep awake, Doctor. I'm doing it. I'm doing just what you said. Look. Wait a minute. There. There it goes. Mm. Important. Listen to story. Yes. Responsibility. Ken, don't forget. Doctor, that. hang on. Don't let go. You haven't told me yet. Doctor. Doctor, what is it? Ken. Ken, the sacred emerald of the Incas. It may save the whole human race. The emerald. Emerald. Struggling to speak, the heavy form of Dr. Beecham slumps over on the lounge. Has the poison on the dart done its work? Is he too far gone to be brought back by the serum? What strange and unbelievable mystery lies behind the sacred emerald of the Incas? And where is Elsie Beecham? Be with us again next time and follow the story of Superman. And remember, be sure to tune in the next thrilling installment of the amazing transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a crane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Now, Superman, strange visitor from another world who has come down to Earth as the champion of the weak and the oppressed. When we last saw him, Superman, in his character of Clark Kent, was in the library of Stone House in the suburb of Brentwood, attempting to revive Dr. George Haven Beecham, world-famous scientist and explorer, who had been struck by a poisoned dart which came through the window. Outside in the dark, mysterious brown figures from the jungles of South America are besieging Stonehouse in an attempt to recover the sacred emerald of the Incas, which Dr. Beecham brought back from his latest expedition. Elsie, the doctor's daughter, has vanished, and so has his native servant, Zingri. As our story continues today, an hour has passed. The taxi driver whom Superman found on the ground has fled in terror to the cellar. Dr. Beecham is rapidly recovering as Kent bends anxiously over him. Listen. What? What's that? Two o'clock, Doctor. You'll be daylight in another couple of hours. How are you feeling? Oh, I'm all right. I, I'm quite all right. 
But Elsie, Kent, where's my daughter? Doctor, I, I don't know. She's out there somewhere, Kent. They've got her, those murderous natives. I don't think so, Doctor. I don't know where she is, but I don't think they've got her. That, uh, that taxi driver, where's he? Scared out of his wits. He's down in the cellar. Kent, the door. They're trying again. Lock it up. Stay back, Doctor. I'll handle this. What are you doing, man? Don't open it. Doc, did you hear that? Elsie, your daughter. Elsie, darling. Miss Beecham. Oh, help me quickly. Who's that with you? Great Scott. Zingri. It's Zingri. Oh, Get him inside. Dad. He's hurt. He's dying. Get him close the door. Quick. Oh, Dad, he's been struck with poison dogs. Can you help him? Save him. Who was it? Two little brown men. They broke into the house and carried me away. Zingri followed him and fought them all. Oh, but he couldn't escape their dogs. Here, lend a hand, Kent. Right. Get him up on the couch. All right, Doctor. I have him. There. How is he? Bad, I'm afraid. No more serum. Oh, please, Dad. Beecher, how did you know who he was? Mr. Kent, he told me. When he fought off the brown men, he asked me who I was. And when I told him, he said, you come quick. I'm Zingri. Oh, Dad, can't you help him? I'm afraid I can't, Elsie. It's too late. Doctor, you mean... Yes, the poison on the darts acts fast. Oh, don't let him die. He saved my life. He did his duty, Elsie. He was a faithful servant. Doctor, look. Yes, I know, Kent. I'm afraid that's the end. Doctor, you're sure? There's nothing you can do? Yeah, it's, it's all over, Kent. You'd better carry him into the other room. All right. Yeah, that's it. Easy, right? There we go. Close the door, Kent. All right, Doctor. Oh, it's so dreadful. Dad, what's it all about? What does it mean? I really think we ought to know that, Doctor. You started to tell me once before, just just before the poison dart struck Dad, you. Dad, did they hit no, you? No, no, it's, it's all right, Elsie. Nothing happened. It was just a graze, and Ken helped out quite nicely. Oh, are you sure? Oh, perfectly. Look at me. You're awfully pale. Oh, naturally. He's been through a good deal, Miss Beecham. Yes, and so have you. I really think you'd both better sit down. Yes, yes, here on the Davenport, Elsie. Are you sure that poor Zingri really fought off the Azatlans? Fought off what, Doctor? Azatlan Indians, Kent, from the headwaters of the Orinoco. That's who those fellows outside are. But, Dad, please, what's it all about? Why were you hiding in this house? Oh, we've been so worried. Oh, it's a long story. I'll, I'll make it as short as I can. Now, listen, both of you. You know what an emerald looks like. Why, of course. What's the biggest emerald you ever saw or heard of? You couldn't. I don't know. Well, there's the Star of the Andes and the Southern Flame. They're pretty big. That's right, but never mind carrots. Let's talk about inches. The star's about an inch across, and uh-huh. the flame maybe an inch and a half. Yes. What would you say to an emerald carved in the form of a statue, the statue of a god? Well, it would have to be pretty small. Three inches wide, and every bit of eight inches high. What? A genuine emerald that big? Dr. Beecham, it hardly seems possible. I don't wonder you're surprised, Kent. Well, that's what I brought back with me from the jungles of South America. And that's why I've been hiding out back of an electrified fence guarded by the most vicious pair of dogs I could buy. But why? Dad, who's trying to get the emerald back? The Azatlan Indians, Elsie. For thousands of years, literally, it's been the most sacred idol of the tribe. Dr. Beecham, how in the world did you get it? I stole it. Did you say you stole it? I had to. It was the only way. I had to have that emerald. You can imagine what it might be worth as a gem. 
Oh, millions at least. Yes, probably, but entirely beyond its money value, which I don't care a thing about because I mean to give it back eventually, it has another value, completely beyond price. Hmm, but I don't understand. Well, Elsie, thousands of years ago, the ancestors of the Azatlans were one of the great nations of the earth. They were called the immortal people because they held the emerald god. We don't know much about them, but we know that much. Go on, Doctor. Dad, what did the emerald have to do with it? That's what we've never been able to find out. That is the great secret. You remember Ponce de Leon? The Spanish explorer? Well, he, he tried to find the Fountain of Youth. Yes, just so. He was following rumors. He'd, he'd heard of the secret and he'd tried to find it. But he failed. And where he failed, I hope I may have succeeded. My good heavens. Dr. Beecham, you, you can't mean it. Kent, in some way, I, I don't pretend to know how a great secret is wrapped up in that emerald carbon. The secret of the full life. The life without any of the thoughts that trouble us today. Without, without greed, without envy, without hatred. Possibly the secret of life itself is hidden in that stone. But doctor, what, what can you do with it? Every inch of that little statue is covered with engravings. Ancient writings. And you're trying to decipher those writings? Yes, I'm trying, Elsie. So far, I have not succeeded, but I intend to keep on working. Yes, but, Doctor, it's too dangerous. You can't possibly keep on working. Oh, Kent, you don't understand. If I can unlock that secret, the secret of the immortals, imagine what it will mean, not for me, but for the whole human race. Dad, what is it? What is the secret? Elsie, I, I haven't any idea. It may be a formula... A secret of chemistry or physics, something that, that was discovered once and then lost. And you're sure it's contained in the carvings on the statue? Well, what else? If not, why did the old tribes guard it so carefully? They knew too much for plain idol worship. Did you say the emerald was in a safe upstairs? Yes. Would you like to see it? The doctor, if I were you, I'd leave it there. We still don't know what's going on outside. He may be right, Dad. You haven't decided yet how you're going to go on tomorrow and the next day. What you're going to do from now on? He is right. Things can't go on like this. What about calling in the police, Doctor? Or taking the emerald to a museum and working on it there? Dad, what's the matter? What is it, Doctor? Quiet. Upstairs. I thought I heard something. My <laughs> heavens, that was an explosion. Upstairs! Doctor, it was in that room. Quick! Oh, Dad, be careful! It's safe. They've blown in the side of the house. Oh, look! Look, the whole second floor is coming down! Doctor, look out! Come back! Doctor! Stairway, it's blocked off. We can't get up that way now. Quick, the back stairs. We may head them off. Go ahead, Doctor. You and your daughter try the other way. I'll stay here. You two may not be able to get through here, and Clark Kent might not be able to either. But Superman can, and it's time he tried. All upper floors come right down the staircase, ceiling and all. But it won't take long to clear out a little thing like that. Kent, Kent, where are you? Kent, where are you? Now what? Something's happened. A wall must have fallen in behind them. It's all right. I'm coming. I can't see. It's so dark. Kent, the safe. Where's the safe? What did they do? Almost through. Get this beam out of the way. Uh, now then, if I can get through to that room, and I think I can. Oh, Mr. Kent, is that you? I can't see a thing. Light a match quickly. Half a second, Doctor. Oh, here's a match. I have one. Great heavens, look. The safe. 
It's blown wide open. Oh, Dad, you can't get to it. The floor's all blown away. Just resting across the beam. Kent, they've got it. They blew the safe and took the emerald. The emerald of the Incas is gone. Oh, Mr. Kent, don't try to get to that window. You'll fall. No. Listen, both of you. Don't you hear something? Listen. Yes, it's an airplane. They're getting away in an airplane. Ah, well, that couldn't be. There isn't room enough. Well, they couldn't get off the ground. I know an airplane engine when I hear one. And look, there it goes. No, it's an airplane, but not the kind you think. Miss Beecham, doctor, look, they're getting away in an auto gyro. Look, up there. Rising over the trees from the grounds of stone houses, a weird, ungainly object. Huge propeller whirling, ascending almost vertically in the night air. Have the brown men from the dark jungle made off with the emerald of the Incas? Is the secret of the immortal people lost beyond recall? Or will Superman recover it? Be with us again next time and follow the story. And remember, be sure to tune in the next thrilling installment of the amazing transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! And now... Superman. When we last saw him, Superman, in his character of Clark Kent, was at the suburban hideaway of Dr. George Haven Beecham, world-famous explorer, with Dr. Beecham and his daughter Elsie. A crashing explosion had brought them racing upstairs to find a section of the house blown in. And missing from the safe was the mysterious sacred carving, the Emerald of the Incas, which the explorer had brought back from his latest expedition to South America. And rising in the moonlight above the trees beyond the house was the fantastic form of an autogyro, our story continues today, several minutes have passed. Kent is about to leap from the window and follow the vanishing plane when a sudden cry from Elsie makes him turn. Oh, oh. What's the matter, Elsie? What is it? Oh, it's just my, my ankle. I, I think I turned it. Oh, here. Take my arm, Miss Beecham. Or l- let me carry you back downstairs. I'm all right. Really, I am. Elsie, are you sure? I am, truly. My ankle's not even sprained. Well, doctor, look. If Miss Beecham's really all right... I think it might be better if I tried to get one of the cars outside and follow that autogyro. Dad, he's right. Yes, I don't know. I, I can't think. But doctor, they've got the emerald. If there's a chance of getting it back... How can you do it, Mr. Kent? You don't know which way they're gone. What do you think, doctor? Which way would they go? It's hard to tell. They might be heading for water. We're almost on the sound. They may have a boat lying offshore. Good. I'll bet that's it. I'll take a car and follow them. Well, man, you can't possibly. They'll leave you behind in no time. No, they won't. An autogyro isn't fast. I may be able to catch them right away. I'm going after that plane. Why, Mr. Kent. Kent, what are you doing? You can't climb out that window. Oh, yes, I can. Why, Mr. Kent, you'll break your neck. No, I won't. So long. If I catch them, I'll find a telephone somewhere and let you know. (sighs) Now then, one little jump and I'm down. They'll think I've climbed down the trellis. (sighs) Now, off into the trees where the cars are. So they can't see me go up in case they're looking. Ah, this ought to do it. (laughs) No sense using a car to catch a plane. If that auto gyro's heading out to sea, I'll soon find it. Up, up, and away! Red cape streaming in the wind, blue costume flashing in the moonlight, Superman leaps into the air. 
hovers a moment, and takes off in a series of widening circles to find the autogyro in which the priests of the tribe of Azatlan are making off for the emerald of the Incas. Suddenly he sees the flash of a silver wing over the waters of the sound, levels out on a straight line, whilst in the autogyro itself, the brown men talk together. Where is the emerald? Safely hidden. Did you arrange matters back at the house? I did. By this time, the palace of the white doctor should blaze like a hundred fires. Good. What do you look at? We are over water. How far do we go this way? Some miles. Look. Back there behind us, in the moonlight. I see nothing. Wait. It went into the shadow of a cloud. Now, what is it? A man. The figure of a man flying in the air. No. No, it, it cannot be. Even the magic of the Azatlan... I tell you, it is. Look, it comes closer. He is over our heads. I saw him. Look. Look, he's coming through. Through the door. Sorry, gentlemen. Forgive my breaking in like this. Where's the emerald of the Incas? No, speak. No, speak, Yankee. Well, you'll speak at this time. Where's that emerald? Quick. White man, what you seek was stolen. It is ours. Now, look here. I'm not going to argue about that now. I want that stone. Where is it? We have taken it back. You will never find it. Oh, think not. Well, I may not find it, but you will. And you'll find it right now and hand it over. No, no. I say yes. Where is it? Find it. Use your magic against the magic of Azatlan. I will. You've seen a little of magic already. Just a very little. I call it the magic of Krypton. Now you're going to see a lot more. Come here. No. Oh. Now you let me call. I said come here, both of you. Yes, you too. I kill you, white man. Ah, you've already tried. Now listen. I'll give you one more chance. Then I'll knock your heads together. No, no. Where is that emerald? Look. Look behind you, white man. Now, old stuff. And even if I did, what could you do? No, no. He means fire. Fire back on shore. What of it? Magic of the Azatlan, white man. That fire is in the house where the emerald was. What? Stone house? The house of the white doctor who stole the sacred goddess in flames. Look. You mean that fire is back at Dr. Beecham's? Look how it leaps up. Fingers of flame. Look, it shows for miles. The house of evil is gone. We'll see about that. And if it is, you've signed your own death warrant. Where are we? Ah, over water. Good. Let's go. Let's go. You win for the moment, but not for long. This auto gyro will float down there on the water. And that's what it's going to do. Doc, what you do? Just what I said. I'm going to wreck this plane. Send it down to float on the sound. So you'll be sure and be there when I get back. Now I'm going to smash that front propeller. There. Now, down with it. Don't want it to land too hard. Down. Down. Ah, there's a boat down there. Well, I can't help that. They can't do much. Now. 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 And into the water. There. That'll keep them quiet for a while. Now back to that pirate stone house. Up. Up. Uh, I've got to hurry. If they've caught Elsie and the doctor, I'll take care of them when I get back. Higher. And faster. Faster. Back at Stonehouse, red flames lick hungrily at beams and walls, roar up into the night sky. Elsie and Dr. Beecham, having escaped in the nick of time from the blazing furnace, 
stand on the lawn, stunned and unbelieving. Then suddenly, Elsie remembered. Oh, Dad! Dad! Elsie, what is it? You're not hurt. Dad, I just remembered. Down in the cellar, that taxi driver. Oh, good heavens. Dad, he never knew. He must have been trapped by the explosion. Then when the fire came, oh, Dad, he's down there now. He can't get out. Oh, the poor man. What can we do, Dad? Elsie, come back. We can't do a thing. Not till someone sees the blaze and calls the fire department. Dad, we must. We've got to get him out. Elsie, come back here. Come back. Come back, Miss Beecham. Where are you going? Why, Kent, where did you come from? Oh, Mr. Kent, quick, quickly. Why, Miss Beecham, what's wrong? That, that taxi driver, Eddie Hilly, he's yes? still in the cellar. What? Oh, great, Scott, I, I forgot all about him. Mr. Kent, do something. Get him out. Now, look, stay here, both of you. I may be able to get in from the other side. Oh, Kent, be careful. Let me help. No, no, no. I, you stay where you are, Doctor. Look after Elsie. Now then, seems to me there's a lot of work for Superman tonight. Oh, poor Hilly. That fire's got down to where he was. Well, here goes. He has him. He's got him. Kent, Kent, this way. Back out of the smoke. Oh, Mr. Kent. Oh, the poor man. Miss Beecham, look after him, will you? I'm about all in. Just put him down on the grass, Mr. Kent. All right. I'll look after him. He's coming around right now, I think. Why, Kent, man alive, how did you do it? Ah, oh, Doctor, I don't know. It was it was just luck, I guess. There was an air shaft, and, well, the, the wall fell down, and there he was at the bottom. So all I had to do was pick him up and get him out. Oh, well, I, I've got to be on my way again now. What? Well, where are you going? Why well, don't you remember? I was after that auto gyro. I saw the flames and I came back. Well, Kent, you'll never catch it now. Well, it won't hurt to try. You never can tell, Doctor. Anyway, I'm off. Kent, wait. Come back a minute. Kent. Oh, Dad. Dad, why? Dad, what are you doing on your hands and knees? Elsie, do you see this? I found it in the grass. Look. Well, what is it? Ugly thing. It looks like a cheap earring. Elsie, that's a badge of office. It's an amulet. And it's worn only by the highest priests of the Azadran. But, Dad, what of it? You don't understand. It's given them when they become priests. Magic power and all that. And it becomes a part of their very lives. But I... Why all the fuss? Well, don't you see, Elsie? One of those priests dropped it by accident. And the loss of this amulet is worse than death. A terrible crime. What? Oh, you mean that... I mean, I believe that with this amulet... I could have used them to let me borrow the emerald of the Incas. But I don't know where they are. No, but I do, Dad. At least I, I know where they were going. Elsie. The taxi driver, he's come to you and he told me they have a plane waiting. A great big seaplane at the central airport. Where's the car? Quick, Dad. Quick. A mad race against time. Can Dr. Beecham and Elsie make the airport before the priests of Azatlan take off in their high-speed seaplane? And what of Superman out over the waters of the sound? What will he find when he reaches the spot where the auto gyro hit the sea? Thrills, high excitement, unbelievable climax. Tune in next time and follow the story of Superman. And remember, be sure to tune in the next thrilling installment of the amazing transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. 
Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! And now, Superman. Superman had left the blazing inferno of Stonehouse and gone winging his way back over the sound toward the wrecked auto gyro of the Indian priests who had recovered the emerald of the Incas from Dr. George Haven Beecham, world-famous scientist and explorer, and set fire to his temporary home. Remaining on the grounds of Stonehouse to watch the blaze and summon help, Dr. Beecham and his daughter Elsie had both made startling and important discoveries. As our story continues today, we find them in a small car, racing toward a distant airport, hoping against hope to get there in time. Listen. Watch out. Here's the car. Elsie, you almost hit that car. Oh, Dad, it's all right. Look here. That thing you picked up on the lawn, you hardly told me about it at all. Providential. Simply providential. If we can only find those native priests. Well, what did you do? I'll show them what I found. The sacred amulet of the head priest. Almost as sacred as the emerald itself, Elsie. Not quite, but almost. And you really think you can bargain with it? Only if I can get there. Only if we can make the airport before they can take off in their plane. Dad, what will you do? I'll return the amulet and borrow the emerald. That's all I want of it. I don't need to keep it. I never intended that. Dad, this emerald, is it really as important as all that? Yes, Elsie, I've told you once and I'll tell you again. If I can recover the emerald of the Incas and decipher the writing carved on its base, I may have found the secret of life itself. Possibly the secret of life everlasting. Oh, hurry, dear, faster if you can. I'm doing my best, Dad. We must get there in time to head them off. I tell you, we must. I wonder if that reporter, Kent, has found the autogyro. Meanwhile, high over the water of the sound, Superman wings and wheels, his marvelous telescopic eyesight piercing the blackness below for some sign of the wrecked autogyro. I could have sworn this was the place. Just off that point with the white building. What? Wait. What's that? Far down below the surface. Looks like wreckage underwater. That plane was sunk deliberately. Well, the next thing to do is pay a call at the nearest station of the Coast Guard. Up! Up! That White House looks like the place. There's the signal light. Down we go, right in the front yard. It's a shame to wake them out of a sound sleep. But the chances are they keep somebody on duty all night anyway. And for the moment, I'll have to become Clark Kent. Superman might amaze even the Coast Guard. All right, all right. What's the big rush? Oh, I'm sorry to disturb you, but... What, I, well, what is it? I'm looking for some friends of mine who set out this afternoon in an autogyro. Oh, an autogyro, hey? Yes. You know them fellas? Well, uh, we're acquainted. We've met. Well, they ain't here. But they've been picked up all right. Oh? Seems they had trouble and came down on the water about a mile out. Indians, wasn't they? Oh, well, yes, more or less. Well, if they ain't, they sure got a swell tan. Anyhow, we brought them in and they beat it. Well, can you tell me where they've gone? Central Airport, they said. We couldn't understand half their lingo. They don't speak English so hot. Central Airport? You mean they've chartered another plane? I mean they're leaving for parts unknown. They told me the time. It's just about five minutes from now. Five minutes? So unless you're figuring on getting to that airport by radio or flying there yourself, you're out of luck. It's 30 miles. Oh, thanks. Sorry to have bothered you. Okay. Too bad you missed your friends, but maybe they won't take off. The barometer's falling. Looks like dirty weather coming up. Good night. Good night. 
So you think I've missed them, sailor, eh? Well, live and learn. Five minutes before they take off, huh? And the airport is 30 miles away. Well, you never know what you can do until you try. Here goes. Up. Up. What are you doing? You'll put us in the ditch. Sorry, can't help it, Dad. I had to make that turn. Would have gone right by if I hadn't. Look, what's that? Out there, out there on the runway. That isn't a runway. It's a seaplane anchorage. Oh, oh, there was a flash of light. It's a plane. It's going up. I saw it in the flash. Elsie, stop, stop. Help, help, stop that plane. Stop it. Dad, come back. That must be the plane. Nobody else would be taking off in weather like this. Why doesn't somebody come? Stop them! Catch them! Somebody stop! High over the airport, a great white seaplane rocks and slips in the sudden grip of a storm. Lightning jabs wickedly through low clouds. Shows figures running wildly for shelter on the field below. Shows another figure, faster than the storm itself, racing down the wind. Superman! Come just in time to meet a seaplane heading south with the Indian priests of Azatlan. Ah, there she is. Must be. Private seaplane swinging toward the open water. And what fools to take off at a time like this. Right, stop the lightning. Shows it up like daytime. Not that I need it. Sorry, gentlemen, you've got a fast ship there, but it's not quite as fast as Superman. I think we'll just put a sudden stop to that trip south. If I brought down an auto gyro, shouldn't wonder if I could do the same with a seaplane. Here I come. Now then, if I dive into the cabin. What the? Great heavens, lightning. Both of lightning struck the plane and smashed to pieces on fire. The men are falling into the water. If I don't catch them, they'll be drowned. Better get there fast. Down, down into the sea. Faster, faster. What happened, Elsie? I, I couldn't see. Oh, Dad, I don't know. The lightning. Uh, could you make it out, Elsie? No, Dad, I'm not sure. It seems as if a, a bolt of lightning went right through the plane. And then I didn't see anything at all. Yes. Here, here, stay under the shelter. Dad, good heavens, here comes Mr. Kent. Kent? What, Kent? What, what did you... Good evening, Doctor. A rather good morning. You got room in here for three more? Were those men with you? The brown men, Kent, the priest. Oh, yes. Strangest thing, I... I was on my way here, following the autogyro, when there was a flash of lightning and a seaplane went down in the sea, just off the breakwater. And you rescued them? All but one, Doctor. The pilot was done for. The lightning bolt went right through him. But these two, well, call it luck. Why, Kent, it's amazing. Simply unbelievable. Well, here we are. There's one thing I must tell you, Doctor. I had a choice. A choice? Yes, come over here a minute, will you? Yeah, that's better. Yes, a choice. I could have saved the baggage... With whatever might have been in it. You understand, Doctor? Yes, I understand. The emeralds. Yes, or the two priests. But I couldn't save both. It had to be one or the other. Mr. Kent, we understand. Human life, Miss Beecham. They've done a lot to you. Poison arrows, fire. But after all, well, there was something on their side, too. And I couldn't just sit there and let them drown. No, Kent, of course not. You did exactly right. I hoped you'd think that. 
It's too bad about the emerald, of course. No telling where it is now. The emerald of the Incas is gone. Forever. Mr. Ken, one of the priests. He's coming this way. Wise men, you save our lives. We of Azatlan, we thank you. Oh, don't mention it. You have great magic, white man. Magic greater than ours. I have seen you fly through air. Oh, that, that's enough of that. Never mind the rest. There's just one thing we wanted. Uh, we know what you want. The sacred emerald. But it is at the bottom of the great water. And then it's all over. And if that's the case, there's no use my keeping this any longer. What's that, Doctor? Well, wait, then. Where do you find that? On the lawn outside my house. It's an amulet, a priest's amulet of the Azatlan Indians. Could it by any chance be yours? White man, white man, give it to me. Of course, take it. Oh, my goodness. Seems to mean everything to him. White man, you think you have lost, but you have not. What? Well, what does he mean? My magic tell me you do not want Emerald to steal. No, no, of course not. On the Emerald was writing. It was writing you wish to read? Yes, that's it. That's all I wanted it for, believe me. Very well. Writing is here. Dad, what does he mean? He's tapping his head. You mean to say you'll tell me everything that was on the emerald? You you can remember it? We will do that. Every last sign on the jewel of the immortals. But no one knows what it means. Yeah, that's all right. My studies, that's what I want to do. Work it out. It may take me years. But, uh, Kent, do you hear what he says? Dad, I can't believe it. Maybe the secret isn't lost after all. Once my people know what writing on emerald means, now they do not know. If you help them remember, maybe you do great good to all. Kent, I, I still don't believe it. It's not possible. Why, Kent, where are you going? Mr. Kent! Well, look, the, the emerald's gone, but everything else is all right. And I've just remembered something. After all, I am a newspaper man. This may be the biggest story since the flood. Come on, folks. I'm on my way. And so, even though the sacred emerald of the Incas is lost to humanity forever, the secret engraved on it may yet be revealed. Undoubtedly, we will learn what progress Dr. Beecham makes at some later date. In the meantime, Clark Kent is returning to his newspaper, The Daily Planet, where unknown to him, another exciting adventure awaits. Don't fail to tune in next time and follow the thrilling story of Superman. And remember... Be sure to tune in the next thrilling installment of the amazing transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.